Hello, and welcome back to Dead by Danny, the only podcast you can find on the internet, on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you're listening to me, where your host, Danny, that's me, the man who's talking right now, watches Evil Dead 2 every fucking day for 30 days for the internet just for fun you know just because I wanted just because I was bored you know (laughs) today okay is April um 14th okay and (laughs) I watched Evil Dead 2 today and I don't know if you can tell by the tone of my voice but uh I'm tired physically and mentally like sleepy you know um i'm starting to get uh the feeling that this uh is is starting to wear on me a little bit you know yesterday i kept it fresh i watched uh evil dead one and two and today again i just watched two i I didn't really have much time today so i really had to squeeze in two so i watched it on my laptop uh, with my headphones, I have an HD digital copy, and that was fun, you know, um, I was a little bit distracted, I'm not gonna lie, but today, I really wanted to talk about, uh, Scott Spiegel's impact on this film, really, I wanted to talk about how, oh god, excuse me, uh, I wanted to talk about how Spiegel really helped uh, Sam Raimi find an identity for this film and how he put his own DNA all over Evil Dead 2. Because uh, obviously he he and Raimi are uh, friends and they are uh, frequent collaborators, I guess one might say. Um, They they work together on a couple of uh, short films, indie films, right? and eventually, um, I'm pretty sure Scott Spiegel's even featured in a cameo in Spider-Man 2, which is, um, you know, just an amazing movie. <laughs> I would like to have had a cameo in that, but what can I say? Spiegel's also known for directing direct-to-video sequels for stuff, right? Off the top of my head, I think he did From Dust Till Dawn 2, which is a direct-to-video <laughs> sequel. And uh, I think he directed Hostel 3. But he also produced the first two. Right? Let me check. Yeah. So Hostel 1 and 2 are produced. He's the executive producer of both of those films. Uh, he, he's, I guess he's also a collaborator of Eli Roth. <laughs> Which is a, a movie I actually referenced yesterday. I think I referenced Hostel yesterday. When I was talking about the first Evil Dead. And he directs uh, Hostel Part 3, which is direct-to-video. Yeah. Um, It looks like here he also directed a film called My Name is Modesty, which is also direct-to-video. And he is currently filming a film called Dark Ascension, which I can't really find any information on currently. There isn't much, I assume, because... Why does it say filming? filming here it says is it's a 2017 film 
but the notes is that it is currently filling. You know what? Whatever. It doesn't matter. What we're really here to talk about today is Evil Dead 2 and how Scott Spiegel uh, formed an identity around this film that is different, okay? That is different from the first film, to differentiate it, to make it something that uh, he and Sam Raimi would be more excited to do, I presume, right? Uh, um, uh, after... Um, Raimi and the Coen brothers collaborated on a f little film called Crime Wave that didn't do too hot. I haven't personally seen it. It is on my watch list on Letterboxd, so I will eventually get to it. Um, one thing that this podcast is doing is making it very difficult for me to do my watch list. Because <laughs> I have a lot of Sam Raimi films on there that I haven't seen. Uh, a lot of lesser known ones, I guess. And some that I have seen that I just feel are due for a rewatch, like Dark Man. And um, I really want to see them, but it's difficult, you know, squeezing in an extra Raimi movie a day, right? Like, I did it yesterday with Evil Dead, but, you know, that took up a lot of my day. And it, 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 I feel like, especially at this point, when this is starting to become a little bit of an exhausting endeavor, um, I feel like squeezing in, like, The Gift or Dark Man in there after watching Evil Dead 2 might prove to be a little grueling for me. But we'll see. I'll do it one of these days. I, I am going to get to those films. I am going to watch those. They are on my list. So it will happen, like, soon, right? But there's not much I can really say on the matter because that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to talk about Scott Spiegel, who is an American screenwriter. Uh, what does it say here? Film director, producer, and actor. Oh, big shot. In roles such as Detective, The Killer, Scotty, Chef, Native, uh, Pincushion, okay, Richards, A Bread Man, Pool Fight Bookie, Gold Teeth Man, Rooftop Pizza Thief, uh, Mourner at Death Fest. That's another Sam Raimi film. He's in Drag Me to Hell. That's a good movie. I want to rewatch that one too. And he's in a film called uh, QT8, The First Eight, as himself. So he's a, he's a big-time actor. I, I would, I would uh, put that on my resume if I were um, Rooftop Pizza Thief and Spider-Man 2. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, his, his, his brand of comedy is all over uh, this, this film. For example... Um, the film Attack of the Helping Hand is a short film that he directed, right, as a teenager, about a hand coming to life. And it is a big inspiration on the scene where Ash fights his own hand in the kitchen, right? Where he, that, that, that has a direct correlation to the, to the scene. And, and oh, as well as the uh, scene where everything in the room is laughing, came about from him playing around with a lamp and the scene where, you know, which eventually leads into Ash dancing along with the lamp. There's also a couple of visual... Ja uh, 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 Jesus Christ. Um, uh, visual gags. Like the... Uh, <laughs> this is actually a really, really good joke that makes, that makes me laugh every single time, even though I know it's coming. I just forget, you know? It's odd. 
But there's basically a scene after Ash cuts off his own hand, he puts it under a bucket and then to weigh it down, puts a pile of books on it. <laughs> and the book on top is Farewell to Arms. And it's just a little visual gag and it's so small, you know, but I, that is so funny to me. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, I mean, I don't have to explain the joke, but I'm gonna, he puts his hand, he cut off part of his arm and then a book unrelated, an unrelated book called Farewell to Arms, the classic. Okay. That's just a good, very sneaky little joke, right? It's a blink and you miss it thing, but it's just, I don't know. It makes me smile. It's making me smile now. Come on. Another thing is that he, he really wanted to bring a uh, three stooges aspect to the film, which is, I mean, holy shit, right? Like very, very, very big. Like <laughs> the whole three stooges thing is, is massive in this. Like at, at, at certain points in the film, Ash embodies all three of the stooges and in army of darkness, he even like quotes them, right? Army of Darkness is even more Three Stooges uh, influenced, I would say. But this is not a podcast about Army of Darkness. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it, it it's it's an interesting deep dive to go into when you when you look into the the background of how the script of this film was written, right? Apparently, Spiegel Scott Spiegel was the one who uh, felt that Evil Dead Two should be less of a horror flick, which is in part a reason why I love this movie so much. Um, so, so I, I guess I have Scott to thank for that. Right. And Spiegel is also an old friend of Raimi, right? Someone who knows him better than a lot of people. He was probably around at the time, right? Someone who would make old super eight films with him. And, um, and I guess at its core, that connection they had and that, that friendship they had or that, that, that old uh, uh, relationship or whatever they had together uh, uh, as filmmakers and as friends, they, that means that it was probably like Spiegel's influence on this film that got Raimi to bring out more of that comedic, ridiculous, campy elements in uh, Army of Darkness and even this film, which made him find his stride. I'm I'm sure, uh, as much as as Spiegel had an influence on this film, Raimi was probably I mean Raimi is, his I mean his 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 footprints all over you know it's his identity is, as a filmmaker is is hugely like found in this film, whereas the first Evil Dead film is highly creative and like and some of the camera work and creativity is is really like through the roof and it's very stunning. Um, a lot of people tend to, uh, uh, what, what is the word to not correlate, but to affiliate Raimi's style with evil dead too. And I feel like a lot of that style comes from the influence of Scott Spiegel, which I think is just cool. And maybe he's a little bit underrated. Uh, maybe he is not as appreciated as he should be. I, I can't really say. You know, I, 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 I'm not like a authority on that, but maybe if I, if I click through, I mean, Scott Spiegel looking at his filmography, I'm, I'm not going to pretend 
like it's the most outstanding list of flicks, you know. Uh, Hostel Part Three, right? Like I haven't seen that, but that can't be particularly great. <laughs> I don't think, right? A direct-to-video sequel to a uh, divisive film, to say the least, right? Like I like the first one, and that's really all I can say about that. Now I'm now I'm. <laughs> I think I'm going to look into Eli Roth now a little bit, <laughs> right? Let's, let's look at Eli Roth. Cause now, now my interest has been piqued. One thing that I always find a little funny is that Eli Roth made a film called, uh, the house with a clock in its walls, which is a PG family film with Jack Black in it. And that's, I, <laughs> I mean, come on. That's great. What is this movie, Cabin Fever? A horror comedy film co-written and directed by Eli Roth. Uh, just looking at this poster, uh, I feel like it has a a strong influence from The Evil Dead. It's, it's a red poster with the silhouette of some trees high, high up, and near the bottom, there's a cabin in the woods. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it has... Okay, right here. Various elements of the script were inspired by Roth's favorite horror films, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a fucking masterpiece, The Last House on the Left, can't say I've seen that one, maybe I'll check it out, and The Evil Dead. So, I mean, come on. Like, this is... This has The Evil Dead all over it. Uh, Eli Roth, uh, a filmmaker I think is very talented and even, uh, as an actor, very talented, but also kind of... Uh, hit or miss when it comes to some of his movies. I mean, yeah, I mean, Knock Knock. I love Keanu, but that movie is not um, good, <laughs> right? I'm just going to say it, right? It's not good. Uh, Death Wish. He made a Death Wish remake. I didn't particularly care for. I didn't think it was awful, you know? Uh, I think it got uh, really fucked in the, in the critically speaking. What does it have? It has an 18%. Okay, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's an 18%, but what I will say is that I didn't find it that good. And I don't care to watch a PG fantasy horror flick. Come on. The house with a clock in its walls? The Green Inferno, on the other hand, I did really like. Um, unless... No, wait. I was thinking The Green Room. What the fuck? Oh, I've seen this movie. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, this, this was not great and also just kind of disturbing. And I, I, I'm not a big fan of these <laughs> cannibal movies, like Cannibal Holocaust. That, that really, uh, uh they're really, it, it's very, I don't know, what, what is the word? Is it exploitative horror where it's just a splatter film? Well, yeah, that's, uh, I, I think Hostel is, very scary and very uh, effective. But uh, what is this? Um, a splatter film is a subgenre of horror film. Is this torture porn, right? During the late... Uh, okay. Uh, the term splatter cinema was coined by George Romero to describe his film Dawn of the Dead. Huh. I love Dawn of the Dead. He considers that... Um, okay. So, though Dawn of the Dead is generally considered by critics to have a higher aspirations, such as social... Okay, yeah. 
So that makes sense. So I guess uh, splatter film is a exploitative, uh, gory, graphic film, right? Uh, they use, uh, through the use of special effects, display fascination with the vulnerability of the human body and the theatricality of its mutilation. Huh. I guess um, a major... I mean, come on. We're going to credit George Romero's Dawn of the Dead with this birth of torture porn? Let's... Okay, let's not <laughs> kid ourselves, right? I, I, I think we can all clearly... Um, bring i think we can we can all very 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 clearly bring that into the the whole 21st century post 9-11 horror films even though cannibal holocaust is ugh, not i mean i i think it's good i think it's a good movie but it's so upsetting you know and these cannibal movies all upset me I, I think I think it's a fascinating film to say the least, and I think the first of the genre for a lot of these quote unquote uh, torture porn films. I'm not going to use this term splatter film because apparently, according to this Wikipedia article, that applies to a wide array of movies. Right, like uh, it says here, uh, the Curse of Frankenstein and Hitchcock's Psycho fall into that category. So. I don't know if I'm going to put, for example, apparently the Blair Witch Project. Is, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to talk about how the Blair Witch Project is as exploitative and uh, what is it? Uh, displaying a fascination with the vulnerability of the human body as a film like Hostel or Saw, right? So, <laughs> but um, I would say right? That films like, uh, evil dead 2013. Is that on this page here? Is that on this Wikipedia? I would say that would possibly fall under this category. Let me see. Okay. So we see here, um, in 2019, the box office draw of torture porn films had mostly been replaced in the U S by remaking or rebooting early horror films. Okay. So, it's saying that these films don't count, but I would say the film Black Christmas 2016 uh, might uh, might have a, a one foot, you know, maybe one or maybe two feet in that uh, really gory. Oh, okay. So we also have the human centipede on here, which I'm not going to deny that whatsoever. I have actually seen those films, uh, all three of them. So... Um, yeah, we could do with that information what we want. But yeah, I, I do think that the human centipede films are really just exploitative and and disgusting. And they and they have gained uh attention from the press for the graphic depictions of forced fecal consumption and necrophilia. Yeah. I I kind of throw all of those exploitative disgusting movies into the category of torture porn. And I think a lot of people in modern uh, film circles, especially in the Western uh, film circles, 
put it into that category. I'm pretty sure I even read a book from my local library that talked about, uh, it was a, it was a history on horror movies and there was a whole, uh, part of the book dedicated to what the book even labeled as torture porn. And there's a lot, there's actually a, a, a lot, like I took a, a horror filmmaking class last semester in, in college and there's a, a lot of actual, uh, documentation from film scholars about what they call in their scholarly essays, torture porn. So I don't know why <laughs> Wikipedia decides to, to make that like a subsection of the splatter film page when I, th I feel like it can have its own, uh, its own page, like its own entire article dedicated to just that when there's goddamn books dedicated to it. But I digress, right? Um, that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast that I've so everly thrown off the rails by talking about Eli Roth was to talk about <laughs> Scott Spiegel. And technically, because Scott Spiegel not only influenced how heavily the Evil Dead franchise would continue, right? I mean, without his heavy-handed influence in Evil Dead 2, uh, pushing uh, Sam Raimi's pen and even penning his own DNA all over Evil Dead 2. And without that, uh, Army of Darkness would not be the film that it is, right? It would not be the straight comedy fantasy film that it is. Uh, from there, the Evil Dead franchise would not have gained its notoriety as this uh, lovable horror, uh, this, this cult classic, I guess one might say, horror comedy flick with um, Raimi might not be the filmmaker we know him to be today. Uh, because, I mean, Evil Dead 2, without that film, he wouldn't have been put back, excuse me, onto the scene. Especially after Crime Wave was such a, a flop, basically. Who's to say? I mean, he would probably have um, brought himself back onto the scene one way or another. Uh, I mean, the Coen brothers did it, right? After Crime Wave, the Coen brothers didn't just go to hell. They still did their thing. But... Um, yeah, it's just interesting because uh, what most people identify with Evil Dead today trails back straight to this, straight back to this film. And the the television show, Ash vs. Evil Dead, is heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by this film. I mean, the tone of that movie is straight up Evil Dead 2 as a television show. And, I, and that's a major reason why I loved the first two seasons and I still haven't seen the third one, but that's my fault because I'm really bad when it comes to watching TV shows. But here I am watching uh, the same movie every day for 30 days. Hey, don't, 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 hey, don't do that, okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, it's fascinating to think that that this this could happen. I mean, if you're looking here at his... Uh, credits, Scott Spiegel's that is, he, he doesn't really have many, um, major credits in anything. Uh, yeah, sh all of these are short film. This film doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Uh, this is, yeah, all of the, these are a lot of short films he, he made and then boom, Evil Dead 2. And then from there. He has this whole sprawling list of credits 
that I already got into to some degree earlier in this podcast and don't feel the need to do right now. <laughs> but yeah, to, to think that his whole career was essentially started with Evil Dead 2 and the major footprint he left on the franchise as a whole, it, it, I feel like I don't know if he gets enough credit. So so let's take this as a... Uh, as a, as a as a chance to credit Scott Spiegel for uh, all that he did for the franchise and thank him, you know, thank him for for uh, for all that he's done. And I'm apparently reading here that in the early '90s he introduced Quentin Tarantino to Lawrence Bender, a, a film producer who helped him get Reservoir Dogs made. So, <laughs> what? He, okay, um, he shared a house after he shared the house with uh, Raimi, the Coen brothers, Holly Hunter, and, you know, everyone I talked about last episode. He also shared a house with film editor Bob Morosky, who ended up editing Spider-Man. Let me click on that. What is this? What, what does his filmography look like? Oh, you can't really... Film distribution select. Oh yeah, you can see it. Oh yeah, he does have a. Yeah, he he has a. Edited Darkman, Army of Darkness, Hard Target, American Gothic, a television series. He edited From Dust Till Dawn too. You know Scott Spiegel's film, The Gift, another Raimi film. All, th all three Spider Mans, The Hurt Locker, okay, The Hurt Locker, that one, uh, fucking Oscar. Drag Me to Hell, The Resident, uh, he did a recut of Priest. He did, uh, he, he's edited every Sam Raimi film since Darkman. He did Dracula Untold, which, I mean, okay. He did the 2015 Poltergeist. He edited the pilot for Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Kong Skull Island. And an Orson Welles film? What is this? The Other Side of the Wind. What? That is fascinating. Holy shit. And he also has... He's... Oh, ooh, look at that. Cannibal Holocaust. He, he also is a film distributor, and he's won many... Holy shit. He's won many awards. This man... Oh my God, Bob Morosky. <laughs> Scott Spiegel single-handedly created Bob Morosky, this a famed Hollywood editor. He introduced Quentin Tarantino to the man who would get Reservoir Dogs made. <laughs> he, holy shit. He, he made the Hostel franchise, right? He executive produced it. This man, Scott Spiegel, has not only impacted the lives of of all of Evil Dead fans and the people involved in the Evil Dead franchise, but a lot of major, major filmmakers. That's impressive. Holy shit. I wish I f <laughs> didn't find all this information now as the podcast is ending. But with that being said, uh, this is the end of the podcast. Before I go to sign off, I will uh, talk a little bit about Groovy Time. I don't know why this is necessarily a segment I'm doing every episode. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
every single time we get to this part of the episode, all I really have to say is that um, I, I took a time to pause to pay extra attention to the scene where he says groovy because I, it makes me smile. You know, what can I say? Even though uh, today at the beginning of this podcast, I was feeling kind of tired and uh, feeling kind of drained uh, while watching the movie. I wasn't paying super, super, super close attention, but I, I always, even in anticipation for this scene, always pay extra attention because I, I love it. You know, it, it gives me, it gives me an extra little kick in the ass. So that's all I have to say about that. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. If you want to hear more of this podcast, you can visit anchor.fm slash dead by Danny. Uh, so you can see where we are, wherever podcasts are found, okay? If you want to hear more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at DCRFilms, where I, I, it's a more content-oriented page. You can also follow my personal account, which I really don't post on that frequently, at Dan Reguino. You can follow me on Twitter, at Dan Reguino. And, um, yeah, I would really appreciate it if you guys go out and tell all your friends to uh, listen to the podcast so that they can, uh, maybe you could tell them to come get some, okay? That's an Ash quote. And suck on this. Nope, no. Swallow this. Almost made that mistake again. Podcast. All right. Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.